It's a niece of the shade. They was dying by my calling. Now they peeping away. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pretty and Profitable podcast. And today we're going to talk about the principle. Principled. Um, I have my special guest, but she's really a really close friend of mine. She's a CPA. She's just all around amazing woman. I'm going to let her tell you about herself. But the principle about the principle that we're going to talk about today, principled, you have to be a woman that is trustworthy in order to handle people's money. So I want to introduce you guys to Shanae. She is the People's CPA. Thank you, Shanae, for coming. Thank you for having me. Yes. Can you tell the people a little bit about what you do? Yes. Um, so I'm Shanae Wilson, a.k.a. the People's CPA. I'm a certified public accountant. Um, pretty much what I do is allow small businesses to build strong foundations. Um, so my business is Fola Financial. I've been in business for seven years now. We service over a thousand clients in different capacities. Um, our specialties are bookkeeping, accounting analysis, but more importantly, tax planning. A lot of entrepreneurs that are our first generation are building wealth without a strategy on how to actually preserve that wealth through tax strategy. So that's Look a big way. part. Uh, that's a big part about <laughs> what we do. It's a big part about what we do. Yes. Um, also, I am a practitioner development, so I coach other accountants or mm-hmm. aspiring accountants mm-hmm. on how to start and grow their own tax firms. So you're say- scaling your business. Yes, scaling the business, but more mm-hmm. importantly, just scaling the practice because yes. there's unfortunately a shortage of accountants. Really? Yes. Nobody's talking about it, but it's a crisis. Yes. Why is there a shortage? Really, it's because the baby boomer generation, they're retiring or, you know, they're, yeah. you know, they're passing away. Yeah. Um, and because of COVID, um, articulation in schools also have decreased. So now but there's this growing. We, we more on TikTok. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't want to be accountants. Like, you know, <laughs> right. Gen Z's are, they don't, I want to be an influencer. Right. That's everybody's right. thing. Yes. But wow. it's like accounting is such an important thing because even people who have brands, yeah. who's going to help power those brands and like right. build businesses behind those brands if we don't have enough accountants. And you like, you know, you have some really powerhouses. Like you really handle people that really are making a lot of money. So mm-hmm. Tell me, didn't you, I know it already. I'm acting like I don't know. But didn't you make like the Forbes? The Forbes, it was next to Thousand List. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> so can we just brag about you a little bit or no? We can, we can, we, can yeah. we got some bragging rights. We got some bragging you rights. You know? <laughs> um, so, you know, I talk about wealth building or becoming mm-hmm. a wealth building woman. And a lot of it has to do with identity. It has a lot to do with becoming the woman that can do the thing. Mm-hmm. But you actually are dealing with people that are making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You even help them grow their money, right? Mm-hmm. So you start them at one point and you help them grow. Mm-hmm. What are things that you want women to know about mm-hmm. money? Yes. Um, the first thing that I want women to know about money is that you have to be in control of what's in your wallet. Period. Okay. What's in your wallet? What's in your wallet? <laughs> we always talk about like being in your bag and getting your bag. Yes. Okay. Like, well, how are you actually engaging with what's in your bag? Like, yes. you know, how are you managing what's in your bag? Mm-hmm. How are you multiplying what's mm-hmm. in your bag? Mm-hmm. Um, so, because a lot of times women shy away from finances as a conversation yes. because usually it's more of like, you know, a guy thing, talk yes. about money. Yes. But like, no, even if you have someone who's like, you know, being a provider for you, it's also really important for you to have those skills as a woman. Yes. Because um, you can also bring those skills to the table. Oh, yeah. Let's talk Listen, about that. Right? Talk about being a woman of value. Okay. And I talk about that, too, because I'm like, women are talking about they want men with money, but can you be a woman that can manage a man with money? Or multiply. And, sk- and multiply okay. money. Okay, give me that. 
<laughs> but um, so, yeah, I think that that's really good. I th- what do you think about like the culture? Because there's like videos that I see like on Instagram or TikTok that kind of glorify the overspending of women. Like mm-hmm. it's two things that I see. It'll it'll show like the woman being secretive about her money with her husband, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she got her Amazon boxes, right? And kind of glorifying. It is funny, right? Mm-hmm. But when you actually think about that, we're we're like elevating this idea of overspending. Mm. And mm-hmm. like, you know, spending more money of our husband's money than than Your we own. should. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? That's a great question. I feel like you I feel like when it comes down to money and relationships, mm-hmm. it just has to be a mutual understanding of everybody's goals. Yes. I think mm-hmm. that's really important. Um, I think it's important for <clears throat> it also depends on the dynamic of the relationship. Yeah. Um, but of course, like, you know, we have our family pot. You know, this is for us. This is for what we got to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Then maybe we have like our vacation pot. Right. This is for like us, you know, doing our thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then everyone has their own like hobbies and habits. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, some women may have like, you know, shopping problems. We yes. just need to have a budget for that. Right. Right. Because right. um, on the other side, other guys have different things that they like as well. Right. Whether it's video games or like going to sports bars, like. Everyone should have a budget for the things that they like. Yes. Now, my issue, you know, mm-hmm. especially with um, those that are new to money, yes. is having the money and spending it on things, things that, that don't matter. Okay, let's just put it what it is. But do you know <laughs> that people don't know that they don't matter? Mm. You have to get to a stage where you realize it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The bags, they're nice, but okay, it's even nicer for me when I have LVMH stock in my retirement portfolio, okay? Let me tell you when I, like, when I started seeing, it was right before this recession that, you know, we always talking about the the money and how stuff is changing. Mm -hmm. I started seeing people that, you know, they said that they're wealthy selling their things. Mm. Like on on Instagram. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they just know. It's like, okay, why hold on to these things that aren't going to bring me any more cash flow? Right. I used it. Okay, cool. Let me sell it for a discount. But at least I got my money back. A lot of people just buy material things mm-hmm. to hold and hoard on to them mm-hmm. as if they're going to magically appreciate in value. Um, because guess what? You know, Louis is going to come out with another line. Another one. With the Gucci is going to come out with another line. With the same print. You know, and now your stuff is outdated. <laughs> okay, some things may be vintage. You know, yes. We, yes. we have that. Mm-hmm. Um However, I would say let's look at things as being more of an investment. Yes. Like, I know for me, I do have, like, you know, I do like jewelry. So, like, mm-hmm. um, gold is my thing. Yes. I love watches. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I actually do monitor just mm-hmm. the appreciation of, like, watches. Mm-hmm. And Drake talks a lot about it in his songs as well, um, about appreciation of, yes. like, his jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, like, even that way of looking at it, though, is, is not looking at it as a prized possession because I need to show that I have money. Like, no, I want to, like, slow the time on my wealth, so I'm going to exactly. buy a timepiece, you know, to maintain and preserve my wealth, not yes. because I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses exactly. or the Kardashians. Because the <laughs> they're the new Joneses. Okay. <laughs> um... So with the shift happening with money right now, we, you know, I'm always like, Shanae, what you think about this? <laughs> um, how important do you think it is to do international business? Ooh, she's trying to get spicy. <laughs> she's telling the secrets. Listen, <laughs> I am. I am kind of. We're not going to talk okay, about nothing, but we, but we can talk about the importance. Like yes. how important do you think it is? 
It's really important. Yes. A lot of us need to break out of that mentality that mm-hmm. our clients are the people who are right around us. Mm-hmm. It's our family and friends that, mm-hmm. you know, grew up with us or we went to school with, or it's the people who follow me on social media. Yeah. Um, there's a whole world of what, 300 and something billion people, people. out here that can be your clients. So yes. if you're struggling to make a sale, maybe you're not in the right environment. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to business, when you have a product or service that mm-hmm. you uniquely created, there's going to be at least one person in the world that's going to want to buy. Exactly. A lot of entrepreneurs get discouraged when they don't make a sale because yes. they're just always in their immediate this. circle. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. again, there's a whole globe out there to explore. So if, you know, New York ain't working for you, maybe try Atlanta. Maybe Atlanta's your market. Right. Atlanta ain't working for you, let's go to Europe. Right. Maybe you need to be in Paris. You know, right. maybe... But just opening your mind, yes. you know, I think that's what international business does. And most of the most successful businesses have international operations. Oh Let's God. also talk about that part, right? Do. Uber is everywhere. Yes. Okay. Amazon is everywhere. Louis okay. Vuitton. It's everywhere. And, you know, now he's <laughs> the richest guy in the world. He surpassed Elon Musk, right? Yes. Yes. So when we, you know, break that mentality of thinking that our wealth needs to be created in our media environments, yeah. we have... You know, we reopen our mind and our lives to being open to abundance. And the world just has so much to offer. It has so much to offer. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was in Ethiopia and I saw the this Chinese man come in with the bird. Bird is like the Ethiopian dollars. Mm -hmm. And he was just in there like this is his country. Like and he came with a stack of money. And I was just looking like. They are a people that no matter where they go they're going to make money. Mm-hmm. This is not a China per China thing. This is not, this is something that anybody can do, mm-hmm. but because we've been brainwashed that, you know, not brainwashed, but we've really bought into the brand of America. Mm-hmm. The brand of America. Okay. Not the truth of America. <laughs> the brand, we don't see other countries as an asset we don't see even the opportunity Mm -hmm. when really there are other cultures that go to another country and they kill it literally especially coming from america i think that's an advantage that we have mm -hmm. it's like we're low-key living in the future i call it how i call it we're living beyond the future and i say that because when you go to different countries in africa or even different countries in the middle east mm -hmm. or in asia Mm -hmm. it's like you step back into the past yes and you know i look at that as okay well if we're here in america that means that because you know we're going to naturally continue to evolve as a society so if america is here that means that okay places in africa have potential to get in these places or places exactly. in the Middle East, how the exactly. to get like where we are. Exactly. So, you know, if there's businesses that are non-existent in those environments, that just means that there's so much opportunity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying we shouldn't go there or it's hard there. Mm-hmm. I told somebody about America. I said any country could do well if they have 400 years of free labor. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's really what it was, is mm-hmm. that they had they got all this on credit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're advancing. Mm-hmm. You know, we take that, we could take that concept even in our personal lives that mm-hmm. how credit is, you know, mm-hmm. great and how far it can take you mm-hmm. into the future. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, global business is. Um, it's where is that? It's. <laughs> is it yo? It's where it's at. It is Listen. where it's at. The global people. 
is where it's at. If you know, if you know, if you, you know. know, you know. Okay. <laughs> I have always said because I married an Ethiopian. He is African. I'm an African American. But the best thing t- for me was an African man. Mm-hmm. For a black woman, I think the best thing was to have a person that had one foot in America and one foot in another country. Mm-hmm. I just think it's the best thing. So even with that, like as black women, you're like, there's not enough men. Go to another country. Listen, there's a whole Go. continent. A whole them. continent. Okay, a whole continent. A lot of tribes. Okay. <laughs> Pick one. Pick one. But it allows you even with that. Mm-hmm. If you're like business is not doing good here, take the knowledge and the skill set that you have here exactly. and take it there because you're already ahead of the game. Exactly. Exactly. So, yes, I'm all for it. And on top of that, like, let's also just shed light to Americans are growing to be a lot more lazy. There's also that thing. Um, you know, we get a lot of support here. When I yes. my experience from traveling and teaching, you know, in different um, countries around the world, um, there's people who are hungry. Yes. They are hungry. Yeah. And it's like, okay, when it comes down to even staffing needs, you know, would you rather staff someone who's okay? Especially there's this trend of quit your job, get a six-figure yeah. tr- remote job. That's Come going on. on. You know, on. job hop from here to here. How can you build sustainable companies job hopping? And yeah. it's also really important for us as like those who are building black-owned businesses to have mm-hmm. reliable staff. For me, yes, outsourcing, like I'm trying to get people who are committed, people yes. who are passionate, people who are driven. Yeah. So even when it comes down to like, you know, developing your labor force within your organization, you know, just being open to international business also can be a great it's, advantage. And, you know, with, with all the things that are happening with our dollar bricks and all these different other alliances, it's good to have bank accounts in other countries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing because we have so much to say. We're not saying it. <laughs> so. Oh, so for the people that don't know about bricks, mm-hmm. so what is your... I know it's like we're at the very beginning of it, but mm-hmm. what is your opinion on, like, bricks? I don't even know what bricks... What's bricks? What's bricks? The, um, okay, we can scratch it. No, bricks, bricks is um the currency. The Brazil... Uh, Brazil, Russia... Oh, they're trying to... In we China? We talked about this. Oh, how they're trying to come, come together yeah. against America? Okay. We just hmm. talked about this. Interesting. Okay. okay. <laughs> but we just talked about it. Okay, I just didn't about? know the Yeah, yeah, the name. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so BRICS is basically just something right now that, that, you know, is some people would say it's not coming up against the American dollar, all of that, but there's countries that are coming together that are making alliances and trying to create a new currency. Mm -hmm. And we have to be people, I think that see opportunity Mm -hmm. and not just run and go, Oh my God, this is happening. We have to be able to continue to elevate and evolve from, an economy just like they did during the Great Depression, which we exactly. Talk about. But it's interesting because I feel like another thing is the fact that we're going digital. So like, well, what does that mean for brick? You know? Yeah. Um, I think that the whole world is going through a financial transformation. Yes. Um, it's happening slowly but surely. And in my opinion, 
um, like, yes, these countries can come together, but I do believe that the power is going to be back in the hands of the people. Yeah. Like, that is kind of how I see things. Yeah. Um, like, we're going back to how society was when it was created. Like, you know, more independent businesses, mm -hmm. um, just more independence, um, just solidification of, you know, people's financial futures. Like, mm -hmm. everyone's interested in learning about trust and how yes. can I, you know, expand my wealth and how can I secure it. Yeah. Um, and even how to be your own bank. Let's talk about that. So the fact Ooh. that, you know, people are thinking in this way, yes. it's like, okay, like, yes, these countries can come together, but um, I do feel like decentralization of finances, which is what we see with Bitcoin, blockchain, yes. et cetera, yes. like, yes. that's also going to have a really big influence in regards to how the future turns out with um, financial management. I know. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what the currency is because mm -hmm. currency flows. Exactly. It's something that needs to flow. Mm -hmm. The mindset piece is what you need to have no matter what the bill is. Exactly. You know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, So with managing multiple um, clients, what are the biggest mistakes that you see people make? Hmm. That's a great question. Okay. <laughs> um, I would say that the biggest mistake that I see people make... Okay, because I, I can see it from two parts. Okay. Would you want me to answer this from like... Um, running a business, so like working with CEOs directly Girl, or financial management? <laughs> I already know the answer. I already know the answer, okay? But yeah, you can give both perspectives. Okay. Because we, we do have people that are just running a household. Yes. Which is a business in itself. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yes. Yes. And I think, so on that note, the biggest thing is just management, right? Mm -hmm. um, everyone wants to be a CEO. Being a CEO comes with responsibilities to be a great manager, yes. right? You're managing your staff, yes. you're managing your client relations, mm -hmm. you're managing your brand, yeah. you're managing your public relations, mm -hmm. you have to network. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's a lot that you take on. Mm -hmm. um, I see sometimes a lot of CEOs um, don't fully understand what being a CEO means. Like, you know, um, they want to complain or they want to try to hire out and have people solve their problems and That's now they're struggling. It. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, no, you wanted that title, yes. right? Yes. Here is what the territory comes exactly. with. It comes with you being a great manager of things. Exactly. Um, and then I guess just to add finances in there as well, the biggest mistake that I do see for entrepreneurs is before you even start to manage business finances, mm -hmm. you need to assess how you're managing your own finances. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. If you don't have a budget for your personal finances, yes. how are you going to budget for your business? Yes. If you're you don't not. have great personal credit, how are you going to get business credit? Yes. Yes. How are you going to get that MX Platinum if you haven't got platinum on your personal credit? Everything yes. comes down, like, I see, and I love using this um, phrase, but I do feel like your business is a reflection of, like, who you are, yes, right? Absolutely. Um, it's a reflection of your principles. It's a mm -hmm. reflection of your management skills. Yes. It's a reflection of your people skills. Mm -hmm. It's a reflection of your patience. Yes. Um, so a, a big part about, like, being the CEO mm -hmm. is, again, figuring out how you can best manage. And if you need help, then just seek that. Yeah. No, don't mm -hmm. have so much pride yeah. and, and think that you can just do it all by yourself. No. You know, because no one can do it all by themselves. No. Even the most successful entrepreneurs, you see that there's a whole team of people around them. Exactly. Um, but a lot of like, you know, new business owners, especially in this new age, like they just have so much pride. Like, oh, no, I got to be the boss. I got to da da da. And it's like, no, bosses know. A part of being the boss is to know <laughs> when let somebody else be in charge. Okay. Need your help. okay. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I think in business, um, and as you were talking, it's the same thing when I talk about being pretty on paper. 
like everything starts with the personal mm -hmm. because whatever your thought process is with your personal credit is what you're going to take into business credit. Exactly. And so if you're using your personal credit just to consume and then you get access to business credit, you're not going to make the best decisions or you're not going to plant your money somewhere where it's going to grow. Exactly. And that's the thing, because I know just bringing it back to what we see online, I'm just going to have to bring it back. Please. I see so many influencers that have super big platforms highlighting, oh, get business credit, get business credit. That irks my soul as someone it, who's so passionate about financial literacy and saving our oh people from financial hardship. If these people, you know, haven't even mastered like personal finances and you give them business credit where you're getting you 20K, gonna, 50K, yes. now these people end up being in way more debt. Yes. And honestly, I'm sure we're gonna see some stats come out in the next couple of years about how much black, you know, businesses are even more in debt because of this trend of, okay, you just get business funding. That's right? not the answer. It's not the answer. How are you going to get business funding if you don't have a business plan? How are you going to get business funding if you never even had a customer? Right. Before you it, even look about look for funding um, for new businesses, that they think that they're like, hey, let me just go get funding. Like, no, no, no. Get a client first. Do exactly. you have proof of concept that right. your business idea right. works? It works. Yeah. It, so for me, even with the business credit, I was saying earlier that I was helping people get their credit together. And then I realized I'm giving them access to a lot of capital mm -hmm. just on the personal side. Mm -hmm. And now we're teaching them business. And I'm like, some of these people don't need access to money. They need a change of mindset first. Yes. Yes. So even yes. for me, I stopped taking certain clients. I would ask them what their goal is. Mm -hmm. And I would know, uh, like, I, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, like, take this and consume. Right. <laughs> and that, you know, that's their choice. But yeah. I think having people, and that's why I talk about like you being a CPA, you're principled, right? You don't you don't just handle people's money and just do whatever you want with it. You are making sure that they're able to manage it mm -hmm. and multiply, it, and you're giving them resources. Exactly. Like, can we talk about your new program? Have you? Yes, we can talk about okay. it. Okay, yes. because we be talking about it. But I didn't know we can talk about it. Yeah. Yes. So, so like the things that you're doing now. Um, I wouldn't even call it like a pivot. It's more like a, it's like a evolving of what, you know, of mm -hmm. the businesses that you've done before. You're evolving into helping people in the, and become an accountant and, or, you know, manage their thing. But you're also helping CEOs. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because you've seen that there's a major problem with, yes. because like, who's the boss of the CEO? Exactly. There's. No one there. Nobody. That is the blessing, but then that's <laughs> also the curse. And as I said before, yes. that in order to grow, you have to be really, really, really um, humble enough to know yes. when you need help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even for me, yeah. I have an accountant, yes. okay? I yes. do my books by myself when I first started my business, but then things got really busy, just yeah. like with every other business owner. Yes. And I slipped off with managing my books. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I preach this to my clients. Right. Oh, keep your books and records in order. Yeah. When I tell you for that six-month period that I didn't do my accountant, my business probably like lost the most money that I ever lost. So the accountant needs an accountant. Yes, the accountant yes. needs an accountant. Because yes. who's making sure or who's holding who's you watching you who's watching you who's, yes. who's holding you accountable yeah. to what you need to do well we have our monday we have our money accountability we have our money accountability but yeah that that is so i'm glad that you said that the accountant needs an accountant because mm -hmm. it lets people know that we never stop needing um 
a village. Yes, exactly. A support system. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how much you know. Like, as I'm going out helping people, I still need somebody watching my back. And so I think that is so important for black women to hear because Mm -hmm. we think that we have gotten to a level. I can just do it myself. I can just do it myself. Oh, now I'm independent. I'm strong. Okay, you're also tired. Listen, listen. (laughs) Let me tell you. And Coriel said it first. She's like, I need help. (laughs) <laughs> like, I love that because now we need to get more into saying, like, no, I can't do it. Yeah. You know, I ain't got it. You know. Help me out. Help me. Mm-hmm. Nigga. Help <laughs> me. <laughs> you know? Um, because, again, and I want to emphasize this. I've been talking about it. We haven't had enough time in wealth. Mm-hmm. We haven't had enough time in ownership. Mm-hmm. We haven't. We've been property longer than we've owned property Mm. as a people Mm -hmm. you know and I really saw that mindset when I married my husband because he didn't experience America Mm -hmm. we did yeah and so he didn't see the world like I saw it he was automatically thinking own and this you know it was just a different Mm -hmm. mindset that they have and so we are like uncovering all of this stuff Mm -hmm. you know that we were taught we were told uh just so many levels, right? Exactly. Um, so I think that, at, you know, as we're moving forward, we should also be patient with ourselves and show ourselves great grace, but also ask for help. Exactly. Ask for help and just, just get Sinead to manage your book. I right? mean, pretty much. It's like, you know, come to full of financial. There's <laughs> you know? But especially like being a CEO, because even because I talk a lot at different colleges, universities, yeah. and I'm really in touch with my alma mater. I sit on the alumni mm-hmm. board and they actually asked me to... Um, to go next month to do a uh, a program on like branding for student mm-hmm. organizations, mm-hmm. and um, they want me to talk about my journey as a CEO. And I'm just yeah. like, wow. The thing is, unfortunately, I love my I'm matter, but I didn't learn nothing about being a CEO, and I have four college degrees. Yes, an associate's in accounting, a yes. bachelor's in accounting, yes. an MBA, and a master's in management research, and none of those degrees have prepared me to be a CEO. Well. So I went to Pepperdine, one of the top schools in Mm -hmm. business and all that. And I didn't learn anything. But I also wonder if we didn't learn it because we were the first. Mm. Maybe they were teaching something. Yeah. But we just wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't catching. Yeah. Yeah. But then even more importantly, even if you learn the concepts, yes. you learn um, just it's like still the principles. Theoretic. It's, it's very theoretical. Yes. What we're missing is like a blueprint on, okay, like, all right, now that you have this knowledge, mm-hmm. you have this passion, you have this business idea, here's a step-by-step, you know, way on how you build and scale a business. Yes. Um, yeah. Because like there's so much things that we don't learn. And I yeah, also feel really, um, I really empathize with those entrepreneurs that are like very creative. So you have your artists um oh they don't have it they yeah because that's analytical yeah that's the analytical side of your brain some people who are so focused here they never even okay operations plan what's that you know intake and onboarding like yeah. what's that but so every, they need it more than ever yeah yeah and i think um the key to one of my goals because something that i looked up is you know there's over four thousand companies that are publicly traded on the nasdaq mm-hmm. there's I think what they said Seven of them mm-hmm. are black owned, but I mean, as we know, like that doesn't even mean that it's 100% black owned no. or if, you know, mm-hmm. that's 0.003%. And I'm just like, okay, well, what can we do to just build more strong black businesses? Because when we think yeah. about like legacy and longevity, yeah. 
It's not even about what we're doing with our small businesses. A small business is a business that makes less than $20 million a year. Mm -hmm. To get to the point where you're Johnson & Johnson, mm -hmm. you're Unilever, these companies that have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, yeah. that takes a certain you know, um, commitment and also a way of doing business. Um, a lot is. of people who have businesses now were never exposed to corporate. Like, you know, my background is in public accounting, yes. so I audited these super big companies yes. and understand like they have infrastructure structure. Yes. They have systems. Mm -hmm. um, and those are the things that a lot of businesses are missing. So that's yes. why I created the CEO program to help, you know. Please tell us more about it. Yes. yes. Okay. And what type of CEO does it support? Yes, that's a great question. So um, the CEO Accelerator is a program that's created for CEOs, whether new or current CEOs, that do need support in growing and scaling their business with a strong foundation. So in the program, we cover anything from building your business plan to looking at your brands, um, thinking about your sales process, your sales delivery process, your customer retention process, and also internal structure. So thinking about operations, SOP development, all of the things that create the infrastructure. There is a book called Atomic Habits, mm. and oh, there's a quote in the book that I love. It's, um, I don't want to mess it up, but it talks about, you know, even when you scale and when you fall, you're only as tall as like your systems, pretty mm. much, right? So you can have this big brain, you can make all of this yes. money, but when just the fan, yes. you're only going to survive or stand up as tall as your system. Yes. So like systems are super duper important. They are what powers businesses. Yes. Um, so the CEO program is for CEOs to go through the program and come out with a system. Mm. A system allows you to be a business owner and to be a CEO. If you don't have systems, that's when you end up, you know, wearing all these hats yes. and just being all frantic about operating your business. Yeah. But if you have a system, you can operate that system from a bird's eye view. Yeah. And that's being the CEO. That's being yes. a boss. So. Yes. So we talk about being principled. How does that play into, you know, I talk about Proverbs 31 woman and she's a woman that could be trustworthy. She's trusted. Um even when she, no one's looking and um, people have confidence in her. Mm -hmm. So how does that play out for you personally? Ooh, that's a great question. <laughs> it plays out so um, differently in just different aspects of my yes. life, mm -hmm. um, even just taking it down to like my household. Mm -hmm. um, so I was able to retire my mom. You know, that's my, probably my biggest accomplishment. In 2020, she's retired. Wow. Um, but even that was a step because I'm principled to yes. be trusted, yes. you know? Because think about it, a strong black woman who's been by herself for all these years, raising three kids, yeah. um, to be able to, okay, let me just give control to my daughter. Wow. You know? She had to trust you. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, like, that makes me feel just so confident in That's her being big. trusting in my capabilities yes. to, pr to provide, you know? Yes. Um, and then even in business, a reason why a lot of my clients come to me is because Again, that's that whole principle of trust. I do yes. think that trust is at a core of like yes. why people just are friends with me, period. Mm -hmm. I'm a mm -hmm. trustworthy person, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like even when you're doing business with like especially yeah. high profile clients, mm -hmm. like some of my clients are NFL players, yeah. they're NBA players, yeah. um, they're super big influencers and they choose me. Why? Because you can go on my Instagram. You don't see any of my clients' right. business right. online, number right. one. You're not making your content around your clients. Because why would I do that? <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, you're exposing me and putting my money right, all out there. Right. This is supposed to be private. Right. So trust is really important, especially yeah. when it comes down to like financial yeah. management. Mm -hmm. You definitely want to have someone that you can trust. Yeah. Um. So I definitely pay attention to that. And even 
taking those that principle of trust and applying it to like how I've done the branding of mm -hmm. Fola Financial as well. I chose the color blue because blue is a, a color of trust. You know, mm -hmm. he's got a blue right now. <laughs> um, and so I researched, you yeah. know, what colors, you know, yeah. symbolize trust. Yeah. Even the name Fola, it means something. Yeah. So Fola is a Nigerian Yoruba name. Mm -hmm. It means honor and wealth. See? That's what it means. Mm -hmm. And that is what the company is built on. Yes. Being honorable, so that's yeah. being trustworthy, being honest, you mm -hmm. know, being dependable mm -hmm. and helping people build wealth. Yes. And that's yes. what you know, our, our company name means. So principles at a core of who I am, again, yes. is being trust, is being honorable. Um, it's also just having a passion to continuously learn. Yes. And I do feel like that spills out in all areas of my life, mm -hmm. my, my family life, my business, mm -hmm. and my, even my friendships. So here's the Pretty on Paper segment where we ask every woman that sits on the couch one of their beauty secrets. So Shania, what is one of your beauty secrets? One of my beauty secrets? I would definitely say a lot of sun. A lot of vitamin D. Oh. Yeah. So people always like, oh my God, your skin is so nice. And it's yeah. like, I make sure, I, listen, I'll be tan all year round. That's why I travel so much. Because mm -hmm. I realize in the winter, my skin gets dry. Yeah. And uh -uh. So let me just get on the flight real quick. <laughs> uh -uh. Oh, 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 let me get on a flight. Let me get on get a flight. Some and get no some sun where you at. You, you got to get on a flight. I got to get on a flight. Okay. I'm from New York, baby. There's <laughs> not a lot of sun there. But I definitely think that just getting a lot of sun. Because okay. um, I know also like when I tan and you yeah. know, when the tan fades away, a lot of my blemishes start mm. to like fade away. My dark spots fade away. Mm, Vitamin D is it's good for you because it peels the skin. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think it evens out your tone. Yes, yes, and also of course drinking water and mining your, your business. business. <laughs> Can't forget that part. Okay, <laughs> that is the number one tip. Stay hydrated, ladies. Yes, stay hydrated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Boo. Thank you for coming. Thank you are you absolutely amazing. Me. Can you tell people where to find you? Yes. So, hey, again, you can find me on Instagram at the People CPA or follow the business at Fola Financial. You can also visit my website, thepeoplecpa.me. Um, and also feel free to send us the email info at folafinancial.com. So that's four ways to find me. <laughs> so on today's podcast, we talked about the beautiful Shania who fits and embodies the principle of being principled. She is a CPA, but alongside of being a CPA, we also talked about her retiring her mother. So in order to be a person that is principled and people, you know, in order to retire your mother, she had to be able to trust her. And so being a person that's principled is essential to becoming the profitable Proverbs 31 woman. She has so many things that she embodies, but one of the top principles is that she is trustworthy and people have confidence in her abilities. So that's it, you guys. If you like this, oh, make sure you like, subscribe, and you share. And I'll see you guys on the next one. It's uh, Nisa Lachey. They was dying by my calling, now they peeping away.